0: Hi, I'm Dylan Zuber, host of the Zuber Sports Podcast, and I'm here with Will Mobley, grad transfer kicker for the University of
1: Minnesota. If you want to welcome yourself, you can. Hey, Dylan, uh, I'm excited to be here. I appreciate you having me on the show.
0: Anytime. All right. So, coming out of high school, you committed to Temple. What was that recruiting process like, and why did you choose Temple?
1: Well, that's a that's a good question. Uh, I'm actually have a unique story behind it. Uh, my original plan was to play soccer in college and uh, ended up having some burnout towards my senior, senior year and decided to try and pursue kicking. Uh, I started kicking in my junior year of high school, so I was relatively new. And then uh, I knew I would, wouldn't be able to get a scholarship really, and I was sort of late to that recruiting process. So I decided to try and walk on, and uh, I ended up applying to about 15 schools around the country. And Temple actually contacted me back saying I could try out on the first day of classes. Uh, and so I that was a one of the reasons why I wanted to go to Temple along with its strong business program uh, it was a larger school in a big city so it has some different opportunities there uh, but then eventually I tried out on the first day of classes once I'd gone to campus and uh, made the team and uh, had a great experience so it's sort of a unique story uh, a true walk-on story if you will.
0: Safe to say it uh, paid off because you were pretty good at Temple.
1: Well thank you I, I it did and uh, It was a great experience, and I had several great kickers ahead of me that I was able to learn from and sort of uh, learn from their experiences and apply it to my own, so I'm very thankful for that.
0: I forgot, where is Temple? Like, is it Texas? or I don't really hear a lot from it, so I don't really know where it is.
1: No, that's that's fine. It's funny. I had a teammate. uh, He was from Minnesota, and he was uh, from Texas and only heard of Temple, Texas, but it's actually in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So we're uh, right inside Philadelphia. It's about forty thousand students, and uh, in the American Athletic Conference. So we play Cincinnati, uh, UCF, Houston, uh, some of those larger uh, mid-major schools.
0: What was that like? knowing? So did you wait, did you play Cincy the twenty twenty season? I didn't really pay attention to the Temple.
1: We did uh, actually. I'd, we were supposed to. Uh, I've played Cincinnati three times, I think, and we were supposed to. That year, but we were the last game of the season and they canceled it because of uh, COVID. But oh. that was sort of a thankfully for us because I don't think it would have gone well.
0: <laughs> that, 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 that would have been fun, though, to play against that uh, team, because they are... That's, that's, a, that's a pretty good program right there.
1: It is. It is. we is. We've played... I think we beat them twice in my uh, experience. So we've had some good runs against them, but they have definitely been some very good teams, and you could see them progressing uh, even when I was a, a sophomore or junior before they had those this year and last year uh they were they were getting better you could tell
0: (laughs) yeah i got i got a buddy who's going to be playing football there next year for them so that's That's uh, that's a pretty fun one he's a pretty good player too
1: good good well that's a good program to be at
0: (laughs) yes it is so you transferred from temple to minnesota so first off why did you decide to transfer to temple and What caught your eye when looking for schools and decided to come to Minnesota?
1: Yeah, the the biggest reason for transferring uh, was I had graduated from Temple University. So I earned my degree in in marketing and also a MIS minor uh, working with data. And so I realized that I've got another year of eligibility here for football. And I, I wanted to maybe start or do some grad school, but not the same school I did undergrad at. Uh, so I decided to, uh, had a great experience at Temple, but I decided to try and put my name in the portal and, uh, see if there were other opportunities out there. And so one, as I was looking at schools, I was looking for ones that were in a, a big city, a uh, larger university, uh, hopefully a power five program, and also a school with uh, a head coach that was full of energy and positive, uh, coaching environment. And I feel really thankful for that. That's, uh, Minnesota reached out because they really checked off all those boxes uh, with a great business program, a good school, and then Coach Fleck being a a high energy guy. So they they checked off my boxes, and I'm really uh, feel fairly thankful and blessed to have that opportunity there.
0: Yeah, he is. uh, Coach Fleck definitely is high energy.
1: (laughs) Yep, that's an understatement.
0: (laughs) So you got to learn under Coach Wenger. What was that? Well, how did that differ from your time at Temple? Like the different like philosophies and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, uh, it was, it was different. Uh, I noticed at Minnesota, it was much more detailed and we had a lot more uh, meetings. Uh, We focused a lot more on what we were doing at each individual practice, had things laid out more in terms of what uh, the specialists we were going to do at each point in the practice period. And that was a little different than Temple uh, where we, we were doing a similar thing each practice, but. Maybe it wasn't as detailed. It was more a do on your own and pair uh, what you feel you need uh, versus some extra coaching that we had at Minnesota. So both philosophies can work. You can be successful in both, and neither is uh, bad. But it was definitely a more detailed and uh, more focused at Minnesota, I'd say.
0: Yeah, I mean, so our high school, we have like a kicking coach, and he just comes on Wednesdays. So that's like the only day because, like I said, I myself as a specialist. So like, I only really get that one day of, all right, like kickers can kick, whatever lockstab or snaps. So it's kind of just that one day, but what's a practice like at Minnesota as a specialist?
1: Well, uh, typically we go out ahead of, ahead of everybody else. So about 40, 35 minutes before practice officially starts, uh, the specialists are out there warming up and getting ready. Uh, because that's when we have more field space and we can use the entire field or work on things without having to, to worry about being in somebody else's way. Uh, and so then once we get that work done, we'll stretch with the team. And then uh, depending on which day it is during the week, we'll probably start out with a field goal right in the beginning after our stretching. So we'll ha- have two groups of field goal. Uh, and then people get a chance to do practice or field goal block as well as the Uh, kicking side of it, we can practice with a a real snapper, a real holder, and then the lineup right there too. Um, And then after that, there's probably maybe three or four other periods for special teams. So it could be punt, uh, punt return or kickoff or kick return, depending on the day. And so those will be sprinkled out throughout practice. Um, And then the rest of it is working on drills on our own. So we might go, if we're practicing outside, we might run to the indoor and do some drills, uh, not necessarily kicking a ball, uh, at least for a kicker perspective, but working on no steps or uh, oh, con- ball contact drills, things that are, are less taxing on your body, but also allow you to visualize and get a feel uh, for that technique that you need for your position. So those that's what we do in between periods where we're required to be in front of the team. So it, it can all depend on the day, but that's largely... Uh, what it's sort of like so not not a lot of uh running and stuff but a lot of mental preparation and focus to get ready
0: yeah because like I, I remember you earlier said you had like meetings what's like uh like what how do you do like a specialist meeting like I I I've always wondered that I'm big into like, like watching film and breaking stuff down but like I've never really understood how you can do like a specialist meeting if that makes sense
1: no, I, I hear you. You're not the first person to ask. And the fact that our own teammates ask us what we possibly meet about, right? <laughs> but we, we do watch film typically uh, of the previous practice. So maybe uh, some highlights or, or things that uh, not only Coach Wanger noticed, but uh, he also has a couple of assistants under him, uh, one of which had some professional kicking experience. So learning from him was beneficial to see, hey, I noticed your steps were off or for punters, your drop was outside or long snappers, you're not following through correctly. So we work on those things beforehand, before practice, and also just walking through uh, each period of practice. Because sometimes um, if we're not kicking or we're not doing our own drills uh, for ourselves, we might be uh, being used in the drill to help our our teammates out. So maybe uh, stand, act like a receiver uh, so the defense can get a proper look or something. Uh, for walkthroughs. So, just a, a variety of uh, that. Hopefully, I explained it, but uh, it's just preparing for the, the practice session uh, or practice that day in each period uh, for what we're going to do in it. But typically, our meetings are definitely uh, shorter than everybody else because we're, we're not watching as much film or talking about as much. So, there's pros and cons.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, who is the, so you kind of always talking about like teammates asking you. Who's the funniest teammate in that? Who's the funniest teammate in that program that will like ask the funniest questions or just like trying to always have like a positive, like happy, out, like outgoing attitude? If that makes sense.
1: That from a specialist group or as a team as a whole. Uh, specialist group and then also as the a team. I'd say uh, Dragan Kesic. He's pretty. He's pretty funny. He's got some uh, in terms of the question asking and uh, not really being afraid to hold anything back. Uh, <laughs> he's definitely one of them and even for the whole team I'd put him up there uh maybe another one was uh MJ Anderson I know he transferred at the end of the season but he was a, a funny character too that didn't didn't hold back <laughs> they, they'd say whatever they felt <laughs> and a lot of times they got a good laugh <laughs> not,
0: not not bad I have those type of guys in the uh, in the locker room
1: no no they're nice to relieve some pressure
0: <laughs> so we've been over the funniest guys who's like the most like obviously they'll say stuff but like who's the guy who I'm like practice whatever off the field it's like strictly business like he's fun but he's not like MJ Anderson or drag who's like say whatever
1: uh I I would say uh Justice Harris he was a, a defensive back for us number 21 and he's a, a quiet he's a quiet guy much more uh quiet demeanor which is perfectly fine, but definitely once he's on the field, it's all all business. He's uh, focused on his reps and, and what team needs and isn't worried about that funny business other guys may think about.
0: <laughs> yeah, I saw him. Uh, I went to the Indiana game, and I always try and, like, collect gear. Like, so I have a towel from Austin Sullivan, and then I got gloves from Justice, but it took me, like, four or five times to scream at him, like, Justice, dude, can I get your gloves? like yeah I got you and so that was like no that was fun
1: that's funny he's a good guy he was he and I uh, were two lockers away from each other in the locker room and so we would always uh, talk back and forth but he's he's a good guy to get gloves from <laughs>
0: yes they it was it was like the all gold gloves too so oh yeah and so I think you guys wore like the white white gloves whatever it was and his all gold so like they were definitely easier to spot out and put the hands to the numbers to the like, yep. first name and everything, get the attention easier.
1: That's funny. That's that's good. I'm glad glad you got them.
0: <laughs> Thank you. So I see you're wearing a guaranteed Rate Bull shirt. I am, yeah. <laughs> and that field looked as I on TV, it looked horrible. What was it like from a kicking standpoint? And also just on the field, cause they like opened the thing for the people to come through and what, what was that like as a player? Just having to realize, oh, I got to go play on this field. Like, it's just not – it's like artificial turf that, like, doesn't really – look looked like it didn't soak real well because obviously Tanner, there was a play he had, Revin's man forward open, and he just, like, slipped. And then on, the, on his interception, which would have been really sick grab, it looked like he had control, and then the guy just scooped it. He just – Mike Brunceva just slipped as well. What was that like, just on the field, on the sideline, just a horrible field?
1: It was interesting because uh, we were at a baseball stadium, so that was, that was kind of neat to be in that uh, environment, how they transformed uh, sort of the baseball diamond to be a, a rectangle, if you will, for uh, football. And then the roof did open and is actually, uh, it started to rain. It was raining all day for the most part. And then when they opened the roof during the national anthem, it was just downpouring. And so the field got, got soaked, like you said, and it was, it was uh, actually real grass. So They brought the turf in or the grass in, uh, I think maybe two or three days before the game, and you could see it was, it was all strips. It wasn't all connected really well, uh, and so the, the grass was nice, but it was very slippery uh, and definitely uh, difficult to, to cut on if you were moving at a fast pace. But uh, Kicking-wise, it wasn't too bad, uh, but if you planted really hard right before you about, were about to kick it or, or do something, sometimes your foot would sink into the ground and it might be, uh, add some uh, infrequencies to your sh- uh, kicking motion and stuff. So it wasn't, was not the best. And I did slip a couple times uh, during the pregame there. So it, it wasn't uh, a great field. That's for sure.
0: <laughs> but yeah, it was still a neat environment to be in. We've we played on a couple of grass fields for uh, when we played in the state playoffs, we played on a grass field. And then, we played a different game but ironically the two grass fields we played at the team's fight song one was literally the minnesota rouser note by note and the other probably the first 35 to 40 seconds for the minnesota rouser and they put a spin on it so like i was doing all my warm-ups whatever all my stuff before the game and i'm just sitting there and i'm like wait this is this is this a Minnesota. I, I'm, I'm like, wait, this sounds really familiar. So then I'm like, I like hear the first note. I'm like, okay, okay, like, and I'm like, wait, this is a Minnesota Rouser. So I start singing it. People are looking at me like, what are you saying? And I'm like, this is a Minnesota Rouser, literally note by note, <laughs> the Rouser. So
1: That's that funny. was
0: that was definitely an interesting, uh, interesting experience there.
1: It, at least they have good taste in music, right?
0: That that is that is very true. It was, it was definitely a uh, weird, and the one of the logos was the literally the Minnesota M, without 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 the outline, it was like just yeah. the M had different colors. Wow. So that was uh, definitely very interesting.
1: Wow, that's funny. Deja vu.
0: <laughs> it was. And that was also after the Purdue game. So I had the towel. And I when I went on the field, I like I got got Austin saw this towel. So I connected. I'm like, wait, this M looks like the one that's on the field. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, this is the exact same.
1: That's funny. I'm not a trader, Don't worry. Different team, different team.
0: <laughs> di- di- different team, different colors. This isn't – I don't want to really play for that program because I think we beat them like 48-0 or something. Oh, so,
1: wow. Yeah. Stick yeah, with your target. team. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stay at uh, Deerfield.
1: Good, good. <laughs> That's funny.
0: So uh, what was the best experience at Minnesota, and what was the best experience at Temple that you had?
1: Ooh, Minnesota definitely was uh, being Wisconsin, I'd say. That was, that was just so neat uh, to have just a huge rivalry game for starters and then to win it, earning the trophy with the axe. And then to have the field the field be stormed by all the fans that was uh, unlike anything I'd experienced before so that was definitely the, the premier experience uh, for Minnesota
0: yeah I was I was at that Minnesota game and it was I, I got a couple of videos of like the atmosphere and all that stuff and it was've yeah. been I've been to a lot of games I was at the Penn State game in 2019 yes. Just because of the fact that it was a 3, three whatever game. So you had like the second half basically be just like only the stadium instead of where the Penn State. It was like an afternoon game. So you had like 12 o'clock, so it was all light. Just when yep. they did, I think it was when they played all the lights by Kanye and like they had everyone yes, waving yeah. the lights. <laughs> that was – That was that neat. Was, that, that was unbelievable. I've never, I've never seen any of that in my – in my time they pulled out all the different tricks and all the different fan stuff for that game. So that was, uh, definitely a great experience as a fan too. And then obviously being able to rush the field and <laughs> see, uh, yeah. see some, see some of the players that I've like talked to or like I've seen before at other games. So that was, that's awesome. That was definitely
1: fun. Yeah. Well, they, they said that they, uh, we're trying to improve the game game environment for fans and uh they definitely like you said pulled out all the tricks for that last <laughs> match hopefully we see some of that stuff in the future here too because that, yeah, that was a lot of fun i know from yeah. a fan perspective but from a player even just seeing the interaction with the stadium and the lights like you said or uh that, that squirrel that was making those noises and people repeated it that was that was fun just to Made it made in a neat spot to be, that's for sure. Yeah,
0: they that stadium definitely embraces the gopher also, like the third to fourth quarter, but also, like, like what you said, where he said something and then the stadium repeated it. And
1: Yeah, that, that, was, that was fun
0: when that stadium is loud, even though it doesn't hold a lot like as many people as you would think. That place is loud and hard to win at when it gets going.
1: I agree. That was neat, especially if you're going into the teeth of that student section.
0: Oh, that yeah. that's got to be that's got to be ruthless. But I think it was shoot, Colin Larsh, is that the Wisconsin kicker?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: When <laughs> when he missed that field goal, it looked. I will say it looked weird off the leg too.
1: Yeah, he got really underneath it, I think, and so that's the ball kept like
0: spinning, and yeah. when when it bounced off the uh. Fuck crossbar. That place exploded.
1: <laughs> it did. That was that was fun.
0: <laughs> it was that it was that that exploded for that. I think the three loudest times I've ever heard that stadium. It was that uh probably that missed kick. I, I actually actually top four. That missed kick. Um anytime they sc- go for scored, literally anytime. Yep. <laughs> the uh, Justin Wallow interception. Ma- was- mainly mainly just because like they were like fighting for it and then the official like waited there for a little bit
1: the suspense like, and, then,
0: and, then, and then yeah and then finally made the call and probably i'd say the fourth i, I don't know Mention probably the fourth though when jordan howden had the uh, game stealing interception against penn state because like all the anticipation like two undefeated teams and that's that was awesome. just uh that was a being able to storm that field too was unbelievable.
1: I bet that's that's exciting, especially to be beat, beat both teams in the top ten. That's 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 college football at its best.
0: Oh, it's there, there's nothing better than college football.
1: I agree. I'm with you. <laughs> and I guess to answer the the second part of your question, uh, we one of my favorite, or, okay, two uh, games. I guess from Temple sort of stick out one was uh, against memphis when they were i think number 18 in the country or 17 and uh we we beat them and i i had three field goals to uh to win that game and then the other one was uh, at ucf it was thursday night on uh, espn and uh they were number i think they're in the top 10 because it was just after that undefeated season they had uh and so it was the middle of the next season and um they we had them on the ropes and and nearly beat them until the fourth quarter so that was that was fun too uh, just at that, that environment. But I think trumping all of that is definitely uh, Minnesota Wisconsin without oh, that
0: was that was and then when they played jump around at on the field after
1: <laughs> the troll them a little bit.
0: Oh that, yeah, was, that was fun. <laughs> I mean they, they did that with the Penn State too. They played like the the Lion King, the Lion thing like the uh Lion King theme song, whatever it was like when the lion sleeps tonight, they played that as well. So I mean that was
1: I've got nothing wrong with that personally, because yeah. Penn State will do the same, so it's all right.
0: <laughs> I uh, so like I said, I visited. So I was there for the Wisconsin game. I came up the Thursday of Thanksgiving. Yep. And so that Friday, I like toured the campus with my dad and my grandfather. Blah blah blah. And so we like. So I have a buddy who's like in the football program. Yeah. And um. So we were just kind of, like, walking around, like, the outside of it because you, you guys had practice at the stadium on that Friday, I guess. Yes. So I was, like, with my dad and my grandfather, and we're taking photos in front of the Minnesota near, like, the uh, indoor field. Yeah. And I just three, see these three huge buses full up behind us, and I'm like, whoa. Because, <laughs> like, cause like, cause like, I've seen the players, like, after the game. but Like, I've never actually seen them from coming from practice. And yeah. so I, so one of the people I interviewed a while ago was Dylan McGill who now transferred. Don't, yep. no one knows, don't know, no one knows where yet. <laughs> and like he put out a post and committed, but then like no one really, there wasn't really an announcement. So I, I wish the best for him. I love that man. He's a great guy. Yeah. Me and my dad and my grandfather are just standing there like watching you all come off the bus and he just comes over and we just starts talking to us. And I'm like, I think I interviewed you <laughs> like a while ago. He's like, Dylan, right? And I'm like, I'm like, you look familiar. Like, He's like, Dylan, right? And I'm like, yeah. So we like kind of talked a little bit. And then we saw each other on the field against Wisconsin right after that, like on that the next day.
1: That's funny. Well, so that's that
0: was perfect then. Yeah. But then he transferred the next day. So like. Not perfect. <laughs> that, that, it was it was it was a fun Friday, Saturday, and then not a very fun Sunday.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's fresh. I, I hope it does well. But that's that's neat that you guys were able to connect there after a virtual. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, like yeah.
0: out of out of out of all the people.
1: Too. <laughs> that's perfect. That's that's great.
0: Oh, that was that was definitely a fun one. Um, if there was one like coach wanger i don't know if it is like isms or like one like lesson that you're going to keep with you your entire life what would it be
1: from coach wanger or from entirely uh the Um, wrong
0: coach wanger and then the whole
1: staff Mm. i think i think coach wanger one one thing that he he really pounded home was that if you're going to do anything do it at your best and i think that was that was something he represented because he, he puts a lot of time. He's, he's probably the coach that stays the latest out of anybody um, across the entire staff uh, at, at the facility, just watching film, preparing, getting ready for the next game. And so you can see that uh, he, he's, an, he's an intense guy for sure. Uh, but you can see that whatever he's doing, he's putting his best and giving his best uh, and putting his best work out there for our team, for the specialists, and for the whole university and so that that's something I'm going to take away uh for me and that's something that's it's a really cliche lesson to have but when you see it in action you really see the, the benefits that it produces uh because he's one of the best uh, tactical and strategic special teams coordinators in the country really uh and then the other ism or the other uh a saying that I think as a program as a whole that I really I related to uh, I related to a lot of them but Uh, one that sticks out to me was to not let your circumstances dictate your behavior. And I think that's really powerful because to me, your behavior is a reflection of, of your heart and what your mind is thinking. And so it's just the output of what's on the inside of your body. So if you are showing that you're weak or showing the competition that you're tired, then they can see that. But if you might be tired on the inside, but if you're showing that you have energy and you're ready to keep playing or that last kick, if it was a bad one, it didn't impact you you're not showing any weakness, that you can continue to to convince yourself and show that you can produce at a high level uh, the next play. So that's, uh, and it doesn't just matter for football that matters for life, whether it's uh, a bad quarter in sales uh, for your business or relationships aren't going well. Uh, the circumstances do not dictate how you're going to act uh, and how you're going to treat others and how you're going to uh, continue to attack each day. So th- those are a couple things that stick out with me uh, from the program, but, Really, you could name. I could rally off a hundred things, honestly, uh, because it was such a a neat program to be a part of.
0: Yeah, we have our for our high school football team. We have like culture cards. I'm currently trying to find mine in my phone case. (laughs) But we have we have one of ours. I found that it's like kind of going off like what you were saying. Like whatever you do, do it like your best. We have one like act on the truth. Kind of going off your second one. We have one that's uh. Like four to six A to B. So, like, because, like, I guess each football play is like four to six seconds. Yep. So it's like kind of just go your hardest for the four to six seconds. And we had one, it's not on here, but it's like, I don't know if it's our football coach or it's kind of everywhere, but it's like E plus R equals O. So it's like event plus reaction equals outcome. So, like, the event and how you kind of like what you were saying with like the dis- discipline and like, you can't control everything, so it's like certain events will come your way, and how you react is going to like cause the outcome. So like I'm yeah. I'm big in a culture, and I knew people didn't like. I guess people didn't like the hiring of Coach Fleck when it happened in the beginning, because they thought he was like too high energy for the program <laughs> after coming after coming off of uh, Coach Kill and Coach Clay's, who were two uh, not very outgoing coaches to say the least. Yeah. To then go to Coach Fleck was definitely a change, but I was all for it. So, I mean, it's paid off now. To say, the least.
1: Yeah, no, I, I hope so. That, that's neat, though. Uh, that last one we talked about, the E plus R equals O, that reflects directly within our program, too. We talk a lot about uh, body language and uh, what is your, and that goes back to, I guess, the quote I just said, but just your body language and how you handle yourself uh, is really, really important. And that uh, sets the tone for everything else. So that's a good one to, to, uh, to think about and uh, keep inside of you, too.
0: Yeah, I got the, uh, when it came out, I bought my PJ Fleck, what's it called? Combined with John Gordon to make the Roll the Vote book. Yes, yep. I, I, I bought that and probably read it two or three times in the first, like, week or something. Because <laughs> a lot of, I, I've known in my school as, like, the Minnesota guy. Don't know why. I, I just, I just kind of am. Yeah. And a lot of like, a the team. stuff. No, no. It's not not a bad thing at all. But, like, a lot of the stuff that I do, like, comes from the early culture. Like, stuff that I'll say or, like, just how I act. I'll, I try and bring that to my football team. Like, I gave my coach a book because he's big on culture. So, like, a lot of the stuff that I try and do from – like that I do in my life in general, just like is because of like Minnesota football or like try and connect it. Like if I do wrist tape and I put Ted cause I, I'm, I'm close with Tanner Morgan and yeah. I, I met his dad in 2019. So that was yeah. when he, when he passed away, that was a difficult like week or something for me. Cause I met him and he was a great guy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's Tanner's a, I didn't have a chance to meet his dad, but just knowing Tanner, I, I'm sure he was a, a great man. So I'm sorry to, to see him go for sure. But uh, that's, that's neat that you're bringing the, the Minnesota culture to Illinois and your own own place, which is exactly the purpose of the culture. You're supposed to to embrace it and then take it with you to your workplace or for you uh, still in high school. And so that's, that's awesome that you're doing that.
0: Yeah. I, think it was Purdue I talked with uh, his mom for a little bit before he before Tanner came out, so that was definitely interesting. Yeah. Being able to meet both of his parents because of how great of a person Tanner is, I've known him for about wow, now like four years. So that just to see him grow as a as a player and as a person is like it's very interesting, and it's yeah, it's crazy.
1: No, it's been neat just. I've had a short time with him, but yeah, I, I agree. He's been a, a great teammate and a great leader on our team, which is awesome.
0: So earlier you said, like, you were practicing field goals with the line. And that's known as, I think it was the biggest offensive line in football. I think there was a statistic during the bowl game. It was like the Minnesota offensive line is like 29 pounds pounds. Top, like average, bigger than the Minnesota Vikings offensive line. Obviously, when you have Dandy that helps.
1: Yeah, it helps out a little bit. I mean, yeah,
0: that, that definitely helps the uh, weight distribution. <laughs> but what is that? So you've seen it both from the sideline and also behind. Do you, when you kick, do you go, you go with the, like you kick when you kick and practice? Is it with the starting group, right?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah with, with the O line there, yeah
0: how big are they like when you're behind them because i've seen some of them like out, off the field like i've, I've taken photos with some of them off the field but like just as a unit how big like how big are they when you're back there you're like my god these people are ginormous <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, i know what you mean because i'm not a huge guy myself so I'm, i feel like i'm looking up to some of them uh, all the time which i am but uh you know, it's one thing that's always interesting is for sports, I've never, even though I've been a, a shorter guy for most sports I've been in, I don't, when I'm on the court, I don't feel like I'm that short. And so even though those those guys are definitely big, uh, it doesn't feel abnormal compared to uh, a normal setting, I guess, or a normal O-line. And one of the things that helps is that their stance, they're staying low to the ground uh, for the most part, and they're not right, the offensive line isn't rising up too much uh, during the, the field goal. So it, it helps me not feel too small, but also you still, when they stand up and see the the way they move the defense, they're definitely pretty big.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, those, I don't know what coach Callahan is doing, but those boys were. A lot of food. They were, they were real. they were really good this year.
1: They were, that was, that was great. It helped us, especially when we were thin in the running back position, we could rely on them to open up holes for it. So that was, Really important.
0: Yeah, that that running back room. First losing losing mo at Ohio State. And then um, Bryce Williams. No, running back two, Potts, right? Was he, he yeah, was two? Right. He went down at Purdue, which I was at that game and looked like, like nothing was looked like it was nothing was crazy. He just kinda got up the field, whatever. And then we saw the ambulance leaving and we're like, oh, who is that? And we ended up learning it's Potts. Cam Wiley, he transfers. Now he's at Akron because Winston Delatiboutier is there now because I guess they were, like, friends. I don't really know. Yep. Um, Bryce Williams gets injured. Jason Williamson, who finally was this time, <laughs> medically retired. <laughs> so now you're down to two running backs. Yeah. Because uh, Preston Jones, I guess, was injured that whole year, too.
1: Yep. It was and then, just unbelievable. And then,
0: and then, and then, Derek was captain. I mean, <laughs> just 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 to see him score that touchdown at Northwestern was unbelievable.
1: I agree. I was that was probably one of the most excited I've been for somebody to score. Uh, just to see him being a great teammate with them to fill that void was just was pretty fun. That <laughs> There's was no a, better
0: way to say. It. Twitter and Instagram were pretty fun when it was like. You just let a linebacker score a touchdown on offense. So that was some of some of like From the far out.
1: Too. It wasn't on the goal line. It was about no. 15. He
0: like he like broke a couple of tackles. I think he, I think he said he spin moved the guy. Yeah. I don't I don't remember correctly. I think he spin spin moved Brandon Joseph, but I don't I don't remember correctly.
1: I, I, so I don't remember exact people either, but that was no I don't. But weird. that was
0: definitely. Uh, to see, just to see everyone on the sideline like cheering for him, and that was that was a fun that was a fun game.
1: Yeah, that was that was a good offensive performance.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and and that was that was Justin Wall. He was like he had hit a touchdown that game, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, the uh, fumble return. Yeah,
0: yeah, that was he is going to be a star.
1: Yeah, I'm excited for him. I'm hopefully continues to progress and uh, work hard, which I think he will. And uh, he, he's going to be good, which is good to see. What
0: was your uh, favorite Coach Fleck moment in the locker room? Both, like, like a pregame speech, like a postgame, like for practice or so, something. What's like your what was your favorite Fleck moment of the year?
1: See, uh, I did I liked the Ohio State pregame speech, but then really after that, the specialists we started going out before. Uh, A little bit early, I had the rest of the team to the field so we could just get some last kicks in to get feel the environment. Uh, So I really, after that, I missed the rest of the pregame speeches, uh, which stinks because his are always very exciting uh, and motivating. So I I wish I heard them. But uh, one just funny moment that sticks out is uh, it was late August at the towards the end of camp and it was post practice and he was given a, a run down on practice and, and taking it very seriously. And then uh, all of a sudden a fly goes in front of his face and he, he stops and says, Oh, fly. <laughs> and so it, it was just funny that he's like a little kid in a way uh, where he's pushed on one thing, and a quick distraction, caught him off guard. So that, that was just a fun moment that uh, was just kind of funny to see, but uh, he, he's been a, a great coach and a, someone that's been great to learn, but learn from, uh, even from a specialist position. So there's a lot of good good things that come to mind when I think of Coach Fleck.
0: I saw, like, earlier before the season, he brought in, like, a hypnosis hip, guy.
1: Uh, a, a magician, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I've some, I forgot who was Instagram-living that, but that was <laughs> – it was hilarious.
1: That's funny. Yeah, he it was, it was a neat guy. It, he had uh, some good tricks there, uh, I don't know how it, the guy does it, but he was able to read people's minds and, and do all, all types of stuff. So that was neat.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that was. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how they do it, but I give him full respect for doing it.
1: Yeah, lots of practice, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, If you were to say one thing to a specialist in high school, what would you say?
1: Mm, that's, a, that's a tough one. i my first thing that comes to mind is to to not give up because <laughs> I'm a living product of that somebody who, who wasn't recruited at all and that if you just continue to work hard and uh, day by day continue to improve you could have a, a good career so that that that's one thing i'd say and another thing is uh just focus on your technique i think that's that's another thing uh, that for me when i was in high school i didn't have a lot of kicking experience. Uh, and so I was worried about missing. I was worried about what other people thought I was worried about other things other than actually kicking. And so I think for whether you're a snapper or a punter or a kicker uh, just focus on perfecting your technique and not worry about what other specialists do or what other things are around you that you don't need to worry about. Uh, so that, that's my advice, I guess, is focusing on what's important. And now.
0: Yeah, because, like, our, our special teams coach is a lot about technique. Our, our varsity coach is a lot about technique for just everything. So, it's, like, down to the detail. Like, for when he, when he was working with the punters, it was, like, making sure the ball was – I think he said 12 o'clock. I think that's what my coach uses. But – Yeah. And, like, for, like, kicking, it's, like, I don't know how those coaches do it see the littlest things.
1: Yeah. <laughs> a lot of film, I'm sure. But that, that's yeah. the thing that technique can overcome – other deficiencies, whether you're maybe not as, excuse me, not as powerful of a kicker as other guys, your technique can make you more accurate or can overcome other, uh, other things that other guys may value more. And that can help you become the starter or uh, make a big impact on your team. So it's definitely important, especially for positions like ours.
0: Yeah. It's people, people undervalue the uh, specialties. They just like, they don't think about, certain positions until you like do something bad
1: yep that's that's the unfortunate part of our our group <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes it is but but they it's remember fun. When it's, it's long. exactly but it's fine because the only people that really matter are the people on the field so
1: yep yeah your own teammates and the people who care about you most or that's all that, that really so, is important
0: they, there might be 10 people watching long snapper or whatever but as long as it's the 10 people that care the most or whatever, that that's fine with me. Yep.
1: That's all, that's all we need.
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh what was the best? So not, not, not the Wisconsin game. What was the best environment you were a part of either at Temple or at Minnesota?
1: Who best environment. Uh, I mean, Iowa was exciting, uh, but I also, I, I'd say UCF in a way, uh, down in, in Central Florida, just going back to them, that was neat because their, their stadium is nicknamed the Bounce House. And so they, like Minnesota, don't have a huge amount of people there, but when they're all there, it's really loud. And so they uh, when they get really loud, the stadium scoreboard starts to shake. And so that was, that was kind of neat, the, like opening kickoff, for instance, I was about to kick off and you look up and the scoreboard is shaking <laughs> at the end of the stadium. So that, that was sort of a, a neat environment to be in, that was sort of unlike any others that I, I really experienced. So I, I put that up there as just a, a neat in-game experience for stadium wise, but then just a loud atmosphere and uh, other, other things that they did throughout the game, too, was, was kind of neat.
0: So you referenced the uh, Iowa game. I asked Casey this a couple of years ago, but what was it like when you were able to go on the field and wave to all the kids? Especially that's me. That's especially that's when like neat. I know. Sorry, I know Coach Fleck like makes all the. I don't know a lot. I don't know if a lot of the other teams really wave. I'm sure they do, but like, if I remember correctly, Coach Fleck makes you guys run like towards the hash mark on the midfield and then wave. Yeah. So, What, what was that like? Just being there. And then being able to play like at that Iowa atmosphere, which is considered one of the better atmospheres in all of college football.
1: Yeah, and that that'd be other school I would pick too. Uh, that because that was a neat atmosphere to be at, and the just like Minnesota, the passion they have for their team is is really unique and a unique experience. But that but that tradition is really awesome. I, I think that's that's cool. And I agree. I I don't know how many teams actually go out and onto the field together being an away team and wave but that that just I think shows uh because coach Fleck has a lot of does a lot of work outside the uh, football team with the children's hospital at Minnesota and, and row the boat and so I think that means a lot to him and then also just for the kids too which really shows that we don't like Iowa but uh, supporting uh, kids and especially those going through such a challenging time definitely topples any rival we rivalry we could have on the field uh, so that was just a neat experience to be able to wave at them and uh just know that uh, uh just make a small impact or just make a small impression on their day uh because they're going through something more challenging than we are uh that we and that we could do anything on the field with
0: yeah because i remember when they wrote the boat collection when they sponsored with i forgot who the company was um, they had their thing where it was, I think it was 14% of all the proceeds go to the Masonic Child's Hospital. So that was like, and if I remember correctly, Coquise NIL went to, I forgot what the fundraiser was, but his also went to a fundraiser, I think.
1: I don't remember that either, but that doesn't, yeah. I think uh, several companies have participated in that. Chubby's was one and, uh, UNRL, nrl i think
0: yeah that's what that's what the uh that's what yeah that's what the roll of the boat collection was if i'm not yeah. mistaken
1: yeah so that that was neat and i i think it's awesome to show that you know, we can use football football is great but we could also use our platform to help impact and help other people especially those going through a difficult times. so i'm glad uh, we could use that and use our program and our school for that way
0: yeah that was a uh I've never been to it. I was gonna go to that Iowa game with a buddy of mine, but I think I had something that night, so we decided not to. We were, we were going to, but we decided we were I we decided we were just like, eh, not really. It's alright. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, in hindsight, would it have been fun? Yes. Would it have also been disappointing? Yes. But Hey, kept, kept my eight game in a row streak alive. So
1: Yeah, or or you could have made it nine if you came to that one. Well.
0: <laughs> I mean, I mean that is true. Well, no, because it if you would have won, it would have still been eight. Because oh. I went to oh, it might have been like it would have been, it was a seven at that time, six. Because it went like Iowa, it went, like northwestern Iowa. Indiana, Wisconsin. Yeah. And I, I went to the Northwestern. I would have gone to Iowa. Indiana, we won. And then Wisconsin. So it really would have been eight, seven, six. And then seven, eight, nine. So, I mean.
1: All right. Well, next time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Ne- <laughs> ne- next year, I do plan on going to uh, Minnesota for that Iowa game. So that'll be. I, I got to see how it conflicts my own high school football.
1: But yeah, well, hopefully we can uh, you can help us get the pig.
0: (laughs) That that's the that's the plan. Go go three for three in our field storming games in the last three games. So
1: do it. (laughs) I hope so.
0: Um. So you officially graduate. What's the what's the major you're doing, and what are your plans after college?
1: Yes. uh, So my undergrad in Temple, I, I think I mentioned earlier, but it was marketing was my major. And I minored in uh, management information systems. So uh, working with data to solve business problems. And then here at Minnesota, I was doing a a one-year program focused on business analytics. And so sort of continuing with that data trend. And uh, so I think that's just an important area to have a grasp of. Uh, Maybe not an expert, uh, definitely not an expert yet, but just to understand because the whole business world is moving and really the world in general, is moving towards data and uh, data collection. So uh, that was my focus at Minnesota here. And my next steps are uh, to work with Honeywell International in uh, marketing. So I'm, uh, I'm excited for that opportunity and uh, thankful to work with a, a good company that can provide uh, some neat experiences.
0: Yeah, it's, it's always nice to have a bunch of connections with stuff.
1: Yeah, I think so. That's uh, the great thing once once you get to school is you or do internships. You can connect with different people and learn about companies and what you like and and don't like. So, uh, I'm, I'm excited for it and, and hope it goes well.
0: Yeah, because I I hope it goes well for you too. Thank you. And I know, like I said, I'm looking at Minnesota for college right now. That's my number one, and it's been my number one for seventeen years and whatever 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 days. That's a good one. So, so, uh, when they visited my school, to like to talk about the school, I think I was like one of the only juniors there. And they talked about how, if you go into sports management, cause that's like what I want to go into, or like be like a GA with the football team or something like that. Yeah. They make it. So you have to have to graduate. You have to have an internship with one of the, uh, five major sports teams in the state and just in the city alone. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, it was like, if I remember correctly, you said you have to have an internship to graduate. You have to have completed or like be in one to like graduate.
1: Well, that's a good rule. I, I think that gives you world, real world experience. And if you end up not liking something, you can change direction. So I like that. That's a good uh, rule to have.
0: All right, well, I think that's going to do it. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate everything you've done for the university.
1: Absolutely. I appreciate you having me. I was happy to join you and have a nice discussion about the University of Minnesota. Thank you.